Blog Talk Radio. One more, I got 69 touchdowns, if you know what I mean. And good evening, everybody. Uh, that is Gronk letting you know that we're at episode 69. Uh, Woo! <laughs> he recorded that just for us. Uh, 69 touchdowns, 69 episodes. So, guys, congratulations. Big Mike, Vinny the Shark, Goon, uh, making the Facebook uh, appearance. Always a nice time. Rob has championship hockey, so good luck to him. Good luck to your horsey as well. Uh, right. I think he's on there as well. And uh, Vinny? Big week, man. It is it is time, Vinny. It, it sure is. is time. It sure is. It's the most wonderful time of the year, Big Mike. I can't wait to get down to it. It all starts this week. And, uh, Vinny, college betting uh, in March is double than uh, the Super Bowl. So the books, uh, all the books out there, double. They take double the action. Uh, it's going to be awesome. And uh, we're also going to break down the NL Central talk a little basketball and a little football free agency starts this week. And uh, there's been some rumors, but nothing can be official till I think, what'd you say? Wednesday, right? Wednesday, four o'clock it's official, but teams are now able to begin their legal tampering right now. So they're allowed to start talking to the teams. Right. So uh, we'll get into that a little bit later, but let's start Vinny, uh, the bracket, Uh, the tournament, the number one seeds, Nova, Candace, Xavier, Virginia. Do we agree with these number one seeds? I didn't think two number one seeds would be coming out of the Big East. Uh, Villanova, they won the Big East, and they beat Xavier twice. So to see Xavier as a one seed also with Villanova, I'm not too a big of a fan of. But uh, I guess there's a couple of the two seeds you could throw out one. But I'm not. it doesn't bother me too much, especially the way Xavier got paired up in their bracket. Uh, and out of these four ones here, who's going to be the first one eliminated? Xavier. 100%. I think Xavier for sure. I think uh, a couple of them have some pretty intriguing second-round matchups, not even, uh, you know, clear route into the Sweet 16. But um, Xavier, they got uh, – they're going at um, – they can face Missouri, Michael Porter Jr. This is, uh, this is a nice Missouri team. They didn't have Michael Porter. They won 20 games without him, and now he's playing. And he looked pretty good. He looked a little rusty. He got his game in, in the conference tournament. But uh, the jump shot's there. You can see good flu- uh, fluidi- fluidity in it. And uh, he was supposed to be the number one overall pick going into the NBA draft. So let's see if this guy can get this team on top. Xavier, they blew a huge lead against Providence in the Big East tournament. And uh, Xavier, not too big on, like I said, the Big East wasn't that strong. They got smoked by Villanova twice. So I think they could get bounced as early as the second round. Uh, Villanova, they got, they might have to go against Colin Sexton in Alabama. He's been red hot. He had a really strong SEC tournament. Uh, Virginia going to Kansas State or Creighton. They probably had the best uh, luck out of that. And even Kansas Sneaky matchup with either Seton Hall or NC State as a potential upset, but I think Xavier could get bounced as early as Missouri. Wow. So uh, let's as we're talking the four here, Vinny, who has the easiest schedule to the Final Four? Um, I think it's I think it's Kansas. I know a lot of people are a lot of people think it's Villanova. I think Villanova has one of the more tougher tougher roads here, and I'm a uh, I'm apparently alone in the contrary there. But I think Kansas, if they could get past uh, NC State or Seton Hall over there. I'm not scared by the Clemson-Auburn matchup, whoever comes out of that little part of the bracket there. And I think Kansas should be able to cruise right into the Final Four. Uh, I think their biggest test is their second game after they get through their 16th seed. And who's got the hardest? The hardest? You could even say it's Virginia, and that's not right, uh, considering they are the bona fide number one. But uh, Kansas State is no cakewalk. And uh, let's you got to see what's going on with Dean Wade over there first. But if he's playing... That's a good Kansas State team. They got to go through Kentucky or Arizona. Almost guaranteed one of those teams are going to be facing Virginia in the Sweet 16. That is not fair to Virginia because Arizona, this is the team that was ranked number one overall in the country going into the year. They had uh, Aiton. This guy is maybe the best player in the whole entire tournament. And Kentucky completely dominated their SEC tournament. Young kids finally getting right at the right time with a great coach over there. So them having to go through either Arizona or Kentucky, you've got to say Virginia has the toughest road. 
uh, tournament starts on Thursday. What round one matchup are you most looking forward to, to checking out on Thursday? That's an interesting question there. Um, I'm huge on the Texas Longhorns, so their matchup with Nevada is going to be big because I have Texas actually in the Elite Eight. I'm a big wow. uh, Chaka, Chaka Smart fan over there. And uh, Mo Bamba over there, he's a very, very good player. And if they could get in uh, anything going, I'm not too impressed with Cincinnati. as a, I think that's they're going to be the first two seed that gets bounced. Uh, so Texas big. And uh, a lot of people, as a potential upset, love Loyola, Chicago, and Vegas. They agree with you because Miami, as a six seed, is giving one and a half points to the 11 seed Loyola, Chicago. So that's a big time upset special over there for everybody. You mentioned Cincinnati. Um, we mentioned the one seeds. What is a team here in the in the first round? Give me like a one, two, or three seed that they can get bounced. I mean, right out of the door here. A one, two, or three. Likely not a one. You know, we just talked about that. Um, Give me a team that you wouldn't be shocked if they're out day one. It wouldn't shock me if on day one, day one, the big bounce, I guess, hmm, Ohio State wow. wouldn't shock me at all. I have South Dakota State uh, actually defeating them in the first round. Uh, South Dakota State, they have a really, really good player. His name's Mike Down. He has averages 23.8 points and has 10.4 rebounds. And Ohio State, they really cooled off. And also, they played in that Big Ten tournament, which had that week off. So, I actually like South Dakota State to take down Ohio State in the first round. So looking at a bracket here, uh, first of all, we'll get to snubs in a second. But looking at the bracket, the teams that made it, who's a dark horse that I don't want to say can, uh, can win it, but let's, give me a dark horse that can uh, sweep 16 or, uh, you know, the Elite Eight. Texas and West Virginia, I really like West Virginia a lot. I actually have West Virginia in my finals. Wow. Uh, Javon Carter is a great player. They play full, cut, uh, full press zone defense over there. Huggy Bear has been bounced early a lot of times, but this team looks a little more special than usual. The Big 12 is absolutely hard. So West Virginia is playing meaningful games pretty much the whole season. They cooled down a little bit during the stretch, but that is a very, very good team. And if Javon Carter is going hot, he could carry this team. Uh, Vinny, only four Big 10 teams made the field. That's the lowest number in a decade. Anything to make of this? Or, I mean, the Big 10 and the Pac-12 seem like they got a big snub out of it. But, I mean, that's what happens when you build these power conferences. Look at the Big 12, what they, they turned out to be. in the ACC, of course, almost every team in the ACC deserves to make it into this bracket. And uh, give me the snubs. I mean, Louisville, right? <laughs> Louisville is a snub, but I also think that's somewhat of a punishment due to I what's going on with yeah. you. And I think they did that to Arizona, too, dropping them as a four seed. But um, Notre Dame, you could have put in. I think Syracuse has no business being in this tournament. That's the big thing. And St. Mary's also, guys. I think they actually finished the year ranked in the top 25, and they're not in the NCAA tournament. No love for them. So they're lost to BYU in the uh, WCC uh, conference tournament. That really hurt them, too. So those are the snubs. And you know what? I like Boston College going to the ACC tournament. I was there last week. I happen to like them a lot. But they got smoked by Virginia in the second half, and they got bounced from it, too. Syracuse and even Arizona State. Sorry, Rob. This is a team that was ranked as high as number three in the beginning of the year. They're weighing the wins Arizona State and Syracuse had back in November way too hard as contrasted to the teams like St. Mary's beat late in the year. Give me right now your final four. Final four. All right. Out of the South, I'm going with Arizona. I don't care what kind of scandals are going over there. I don't care how much money he played Aiton, that he paid Aiton, because Aiton's the best player in this tournament, and I'm riding with him because if they could get a lead on Virginia, Virginia's great, best defense in the country. But if they trail, it is a hard, hard time for this team offensively to get back in the game. So if they can get an early lead, Arizona's got a big man, a big, powerful player right there in Aiton who can put up some points. I like them to get past Virginia. So I'm going Arizona out of the South. You know who I got. You know who I got in the bottom half there, the West. North Carolina. North Carolina Tar Heels. Everybody is saying they have a big potential upset with Providence the next round. I do not see it at all. Ed Cooley, good coach and everything, but then they only have to get through either Houston or Michigan or San Diego State, whoever comes out of that area. And I think that's a piece of cake. That's an, an even easier game than Providence has. And then North Carolina in the top half of that bracket, I hate Xavier's top half. I think they could get past anybody. I have Gonzaga there in the Elite Eight. So UNC down there in the West. In the East, like I said, Javon Carter and West Virginia, I got them beating Villanova as great as Villanova was. I thought, I thought they got the, the rough stick here in the number one seeds. Um, I wanted to have them in my final four. I can't put them against WVU. Tough game to pick from, but I'm riding with West Virginia. That's going to be my bracket maker, honestly, that game. And then down Midwest, going with Kansas, because I think they do have the easiest road to get to the Final Four. Um, I know Duke and um, – Yeah, where do you Michigan have Duke State? losing? Um, I think Duke – Rhode Island. 
I wrote Highland in the Sweet 16. This has a lot to do with me hating Duke, but I do <laughs> think Duke doesn't get to the Elite Eight because even if they go against uh, Tom Izzo, Spartans in the, the Sweet 16 game, I think number three, MSU, gets through. So Duke, there's too many people down there that could beat them. Rhode Island's an underrated team. Oklahoma could even beat Rhode Island. I mean, I just think Oklahoma doesn't belong in this tournament, too. The committee just wanted Trey Young in, and that's why they're in there in the first place. But who knows if that guy could drop 40 on you at any time. Who knows what he could do. So, and you hated Xavier. Where do you have them losing? I have Xavier out the second round. Wow. I don't have them making the Sweet 16. I have them getting bounced by Michael Porter in Missouri. So that's, that's my big upset over there with Xavier as the one. But uh, final four, we're going Arizona, North Carolina, West Virginia, and Kansas, UNC, and West Virginia the finals, and you know who I got winning it all. The North Carolina Tar Heels, back-to-back champs. This will be their third straight NCAA finals appearance. I like this young team. They got the seniors over there. They got everything going on. Well-coached team. North Carolina, I really like the road they got. This is usually the two-seed Duke would pull over them. Uh, North Carolina gets it this year, I think, genuinely, not just because I love them. They happen to have the easiest road to get to the Final Four. Goon, does that surprise you at all, North Carolina? <laughs> no. I, 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 <laughs> look at his shirt. Are you kidding me? <laughs> You'll see a lot of baby blue on me this month. Uh, so let's before we get to odds, I know you broke down some games. Give me uh, a few games here that you broke down and, uh, and why uh, they're intriguing to you. All right. Texas and Nevada. I'm big on Texas. I need them to win. I got them going pretty, pretty far. Uh, a couple bets I do like. I like Kansas State. Dean Wade's playing. I like them over there in the south bracket to take down Creighton. Uh, Tennessee, Wright State. This is going to be a very defensive, boring game. So if you have other games on, which they will be, don't focus on this game. It's going to be low scoring. <laughs> unless, of course, you do what I'm telling you to do right now. And that's hammer the under. Tennessee and Wright State, they D up. Uh, I think Kentucky is actually going to be in a really close battle with Davidson. So I would play it safe and tease Davidson up with something. Uh, Georgia State, uh, I think, has the potential to cover against Cincinnati. I don't think they will win that. Uh, Missouri, I got over Florida State. South Dakota State, I got over Ohio State. I got North Carolina over Lipscomb. I mean, that name says enough not to bet them. Um, Going to the playing games, I like Syracuse over Arizona State. So before you get into the big dance over there, I love NC State over Seton Hall. And what else we got here? Let's check out this uh, East region. Uh, West Virginia over Murray State. I also like um, I like whoever comes out of St. Bonaventure and UCLA to defeat Florida as well for your bets over there. I will also be posting all week. I've been red hot on my college bets all year, so now is the hardest time to actually put them to work. But take my advice here. Let's win some money. It's going to be a fun tournament, guys. And uh, I know you have the odds on you, so uh, to win the whole tournament, that is. So let's look at those and uh, – you know, besides the favorites, give me uh, a number here that really jumps out at you. All right. Uh, five to one, Villanova is the favorite overall. It really surprised me to love they're getting, considering the two teams they got to get through just to get to the Sweet 16, honestly. I think it's a risk. Uh, favorable odds, I like Gonzaga, 25 to one, honestly. This team got there last year. They were in the finals last year. And like I said, um, Xavier, I'm really down on these the X-Men. So Gonzaga has a good road to get to the Elite Eight. And if they could get past North Carolina, then maybe they have a shot. 25 to 1, that's a pretty good payout. Um, I'm not going to go Rhode Island, but 165 to 1, that's a flashy one if you want to put a little bit down there on them. Uh, Other than that, nothing too dramatic here, Mike, jumps at me. I know it's a little chalky to say the least here, but the lowest I'm going to go is Gonzaga with that 25 to 1. All right, so there's uh, there's the odds from Vinny, and he has been red hot. Uh, Goon will either get those bets up now or tomorrow. Before Thursday, definitely uh, the bet. Brackets, Vinny, what site do you use for your bracket? Yahoo. I'm a Yahoo fantasy guy. I'm a Yahoo pick'em guy. I just saw our ESPN had 5 million brackets. Uh, I am with you. I'm more of a Yahoo guy uh, now with sports. So And CBS, I will say, is not bad either. CBS brackets, actually so. does a really good job with the brackets. I always printed my brackets out, but now Yahoo, I just do it all computerized. So anybody listening uh, on Block Talk, Twitter, Facebook, uh, any questions about the tournament, hit up Vinny. Um, he's here all night, so uh, well, for an hour. But, uh, <laughs> but we'll have him on Twitter up till Thursday. Uh, any betting questions, he, like we said, he has been red hot. He is the guy to talk to with that. Uh, not I and not Rob. So there you go. Um, moving on, Vinny. Football, um, free agency, like we mentioned, is starting on Wednesday. Uh, kind of a big deal. We've heard a lot of rumors. We've had a lot of, uh, heard a lot of talk. Um, let's start with Kirk Cousins. Couple teams linked. Seems more now that he's going to the Vikings. Are you convinced that's where he's going? It seems that way. It's seemed that way for a while now, and that guaranteed money speaks. That's for sure. Um, 
I hate the move because, I, like I said, I've been on the Keenum bandwagon all season long. And why shouldn't you have been? Look what the guy did. He got him to the NFC Championship game, 13-3. and three, Absolutely remarkable job. And he played well in it. It's not like he didn't yeah. play bad. It's not like he got carried by a run I game in the defense. He played good. Uh, Kirk Cousins, I guess, is a better-tier quarterback. But that's a lot of guaranteed money. And Case Keenum is definitely worth no less than half of that. I'm going to say Kirk Cousins. Uh, we'll both agree he's a better quarterback than Case Keenum. I think he's a much better quarterback than Case Keenum, and this is where we disagree. Um, the weapons he's going to have with the Vikings, uh, there's no other team out there that has the cap space, cap space and the weapons that they have. So that, to me, is the perfect fit. You're talking digs. You're talking um, – Contact-wise, though, wrong move, Mike. I, I, I think you're – I don't know. Too I, much money for Kirk Cousins. Where, how far they got into the playoffs, it just seems to me um, – this could be the move that puts them over the edge, especially with how good that defense is. I, I'm all for it. In terms of Kirk Cousins, this is the most ideal spot you would want to go if you're Kirk. Right. I mean, like you just said, considering what the Vikings have and what they're offering money-wise, right. there's no better destination there's for not. Cousins. So. so Kirk Cousins put out a farewell blog today, and in it was tagged Vikings and Jets only. Uh, farewell blog. He's not going to the Jets. I mean, well, that'd I mean, be an interesting it's gotta choice. Be, it's got to be an option if it's, you know – the Jets can offer a lot of money, too, but the guaranteed money the Vikings are offering is the key thing here because everyone knows in football it's all about guaranteed money. He's not winning seven games for the New York Jets. So you no. uh, put it like that. Uh, you brought up Case Keenum, and we just brought up the Jets, and they now are linked to Case Keenum uh, if they are out of the uh, sweepstakes for Kirk Cousins. Vinny, is that a good fit for him and a good fit for the team? Uh, I don't think it's a good fit for the media. I think they're going to rip him apart I if agree. they get uh, Keenum. But like I said, I'm a, I'm a Keenum guy. So I give him the benefit of the doubt, but I mean, of course, you're going to a division with the big bad Patriots. It's never right. easy, but uh, I think going after Keenum, teams should really start believing in this guy. Uh, I'm going to say it was more of um, the system that he was in that brought out that confidence and going to a system less than the Vikings, uh, offensively talented. Uh, I think it could it could be bad for him, that's, and uh, that's possible. Career, so, Mike. That's definitely possible. Uh, you know, I don't think the Jets are a, a good landing spot for any quarterback, <laughs> uh, especially one like Case Keenum. I think he needs the tools around him. So, uh, Andrew Norwell, Vinny, um, it's almost written that he's coming to the Giants, and then you see today that San Francisco is supposedly willing to offer him a boatload of money. Uh, they have a ton of cap space. Oh yeah, they're intriguing. They just added Sherman. Mm-hmm. Jimmy G is undefeated. Uh, Jimmy G is dating a supermodel. Uh, I don't know where that fits in, but um, (laughs) again, you know, could be enticing. Uh, Andrew Norwell, where does he end up? I got to say the Giants, right? But I mean, the 49ers are definitely going to blow him away with a better offer. They have the cap space to do it, and they have a more intriguing situation over there. They've had had the same office. The Giants has changed so much over there, the coach staff, the office, and they won three games last year. The 49ers, they have a lot of potential with Jimmy G. We all know the deal over there, and they – I think that's a much better landing spot, and they have the cap space. They can out, they can pay him more money than the Giants, so it's going to be interesting. But I'm going to hope Gettleman does everything in his power to lock this guy up on the New York Giants offensive line next year. I agree with you. We need him. Giants need him desperately, uh, and that's a big piece. You know, you got to start somewhere. You get him, maybe you draft a guy later rounds, and uh, all of a sudden you have an offensive line. And they cut DRC. Yes. That's going to free things up. Yeah, hey, you want to move positions? Eh, you want to just. Get off right. our team now. Right. Uh, you want to take a pay cut? No. You and, know, and uh, he was a mess last year, yeah. too, with everybody. So they, they freed up cap space with DRC, and they're going to free up cap space probably with Marshall. So maybe they can maybe match whatever, whatever San Fran's going to be offering. Going and, and Snacks was out there posting on Twitter that uh, he didn't like the uh, DRC move. And, uh, you know, that um, it's a business, but at the same time, everyone has feelings and their players. And, I mean, if that was the case, then Snacks could have took the pay cut for DRC. So, uh, you know, you're not going to get feeling sympathy from me. Uh, a <laughs> couple wide receivers out there, Vinny. Sammy Watkins, Allen Robertson. First off, before we talk destinations, which one do you want on your team? Well, first off, Sammy Watkins was a lot to get tagged. Right, Mike? <laughs> and, uh, and that did happen. Did you ever get that clip uh, doing? Uh, no, I oh, man, I should have reminded you. It was between him yeah. and, uh, and joining the safety. So Where Sammy Watkins ends up, I think Chicago's a good place for him or Allen Robinson. I think they should definitely go all in on that and, and maybe draft Ridley still so you could give Trubisky the you know necessary weapons yep. of a young quarterback needs in his second year. So I think, uh, I think they're definitely – one of them goes to the Bears. I'm not sure where another one's going to go. Maybe Carolina. Which one would you want on your team? Obviously, the Giants don't need it, but you know, so you're running a team. You tell me which one you want. You know, neither, honestly. I don't know what they're going to go for. I don't know what the market is for these guys, but Stanley Watkins is constantly injured, and um, Allen Robinson's coming off a huge injury. I know he's 24 and young, but um, he only had one successful year in the NFL. He's not as proven to be either. 
I don't think either of these guys are going to be worth the money they're probably going to be getting. So if I had to pick between the two, Mike, Sammy Watkins, he has a better track record. Uh, I agree with everything that you said, except the pick. I would prefer Allen Robertson. Um, I just call it a gut if you want, but uh, I think he has the higher upside. So um, I would Blake Bortles too. Exactly. But, so, uh, but it was a one-year deal. It was a one-year um, thing. Allen Robertson, Sammy Watkins, both wings, Packers, Chiefs, Bears, Rams. And um, listen, the Packers just seem to be floating around in there. They've made it known they want to talk to one of the receivers, uh, Jimmy Graham, who we'll get to in a second. The Packers, I think, uh, they've seen the injuries with Jordy Nelson now starting yeah. to add up, and Cobb isn't the same. And even those other receivers, Vinny, never took the next step, like Geronimo Allison. I, I, you know, only, I think, only Adams. And Cobb did yes. for a little bit, too, but yes. now he's on the decline. Right. So I think they're looking at, too, like, hey, with Aaron Rodgers, we need to bring in somebody and, and give him a weapon. So uh, I Green think, Bay's looking to spend, Mike. I yeah. feel like they're involved with everybody. Mo Wilk yep. went down there yes. to visit yes. them. I feel like Green Bay's definitely going to make some splashes this offseason. And I think they need to. <laughs> you know, I don't want to say the window's closing with Rodgers, but uh, – the prime window, maybe? Uh, well, he's going to take up half the cap space, right. especially with what uh, Kirk Cousins will be getting, because he wants to get more. So we'll see where that goes. As he should. I think the 49ers had a receiver also. Again, all the cap space, uh, you know, they've been linked to Allen Robertson. So who knows where where they end up. Jimmy Graham, uh, listen, we all said on Saturday, we think the Saints, it's just a perfect fit. And then I just told you the Packers called. Um, and both it, great fits. Yeah, and then it just wouldn't surprise me if New England got involved there. You know how they like the two tight ends. Rob but, did mention that right. on Saturday. It's something they do. Right. That, that would be a New England thing so, to do. So uh, where's the best fit, and uh, where do you think Jimmy Graham ends up? You know what? We're not talking about an, another place. What about San Francisco to go over there? I mean, yeah. I could see that, but uh, I'm going to stick with the Saints. I, agree. I think uh, that's going to be priority number two after they officially get Drew Brees' name on the contract. Um, I think Jimmy Graham, I, let's get him back home. We saw what he did over there in New Orleans, and it was very, very electric. And I think he could do that again with a quarterback like Brees. I agree with you. I think if he comes back to the Saints, you're talking about maybe comeback player of the year type numbers, maybe like, you know, something really eye-catching. I think Saints has to be the destination. Uh, Sam Bradford, um, really haven't seen all the teams linked to him. I know Arizona has talked about it. Um, to me, uh, often injured, I'd be nervous about the knee. I'd be uh, hesitant to give this guy any sort of money. But uh, Arizona, I mean, they do need a quarterback in the worst way. Yeah. Uh, I'd hate to see Sam Bradford be a starting quarterback next year because <laughs> I don't think he's all that good. But Arizona seems like a, that's a cheap fit move for the, uh, the, that organization. I actually like Arizona, too, a lot there, Mike. A uh, couple of the names. Nate Soldier, uh, <laughs> offensive lineman prize. Uh, looks like he's going to get north of $12 million annually. Um, Houston Texans have been rumored. I, I don't even know the other teams off the top of my head, but he will be the prized, uh, you know, offensive tackle this off season. Uh, Sheldon Richardson, Malcolm Butler, uh, Mo Wilk, any of these names jumping out at you of, uh, where they can go. You mentioned for some Detroit reason, here, Green Bay and Mo Wilk. Yeah. For some reason I could see Mo Wilk or Sheldon Richardson going to Detroit. They threw their hats in the Richard Sherman thing a little too late. I think it was an interesting move when he said he wants to go to a contender that I even gave Detroit the time of day. But I feel like they're going to make some kind of splash, and it's got to be on the defensive end for that team. So I could see them. I think Sheldon Richards is a good fit for Detroit. Deion Lewis linked to the Colts. If Andrew Luck were to come back like Rob and everybody else swears, uh, to me that's a great fit. Absolutely. That that's a Andrew beautiful Luck fit. a safety net and a weapon. That's a beautiful fit over there. Um, Deion Lewis with Andrew Luck. Uh, obviously, Frank Gore is 900 years old. Right. You need somebody. So that's, that's a good guy to go after. Uh, Detroit met with DeMarco Murray. I mean, you think Stafford's jumping up and down right now to have a running back? I don't know. I don't think anyone can run behind the offensive line. They should be going after those guys we were reading off before. The They need an offensive line. They haven't run the ball since ever, man. They and when they I, run the ball, they're a really dangerous team. They are. They just haven't had a talented running back. And I would think if Murray's health, uh, healthy, he's got to be one of the best running backs they've had in, in years. Yeah, I mean, who is their best? Drake Bell? Right. I, like, I exactly uh, they, they really haven't had anybody. I don't think DeMarco Murray's all that good. I think he's always been a product be of offensive line. Though. You have Riddick there. I mean, you could be able to limit him and, you know, save some. And... I'll tell you what, I'm excited to see Derrick Henry as the guy in Tennessee now next year. Big-time fantasy football plug for that guy next year. But as for DeMarco Murray, DeMarco Murray Product of offensive line. So you brought up Henry. Uh, Rob said it in my chat. Uh, Derrick Henry, top 10 running back next year. And one of your friends laughed at him. Really? Top 10 running back next year. I could see that easily. I know he doesn't catch the ball. If you're talking fantasy, maybe not. But um, running the ball, he's going to eclipse 1,000 yards next year, and he should have all the touchdowns. I like Derrick Henry a lot. He, I love that kind of style of running that the game doesn't really have anymore. I think absolutely 10, 10 running, uh, top 10 running back for sure. 
And uh, lastly, football, A.J. McCarron. Uh, we know what you think uh, of him. Yeah. Where uh, where could he possibly end up? As the backup for, <laughs> I don't know. He can't be starting. Why do teams believe in this guy? He sucks. Well, it won't be the Browns. Let's put it like that. Yeah, well, who knows? Who knows what the Browns did? That failed trade might have worked out best for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, I still think they could have done a lot better than Tyrod Taylor, but still it's interesting with the one and four. They could get away with that kind of thing. Right. A.J. McCarron, I can't see him starting. I can't see it, but maybe Arizona. Uh, so there's the football news, and uh, I mean, we'll talk about it, we'll tweet about it when it starts on Wednesday at four o'clock. Um, I think you're going to see some pretty big names move pretty quickly. I think Donovan Sue just got released. Yep, yep. I think uh, um, he had a big contract. Miami's like, we ain't paying him no more. Well, now they have Robert Quinn. I mean, yeah. you know, you don't really uh, you need him. And he was just crying about the taxes too. And now to leave Miami where the New taxes England. are better, you think so? <laughs> I could see that. Uh, well, they just got Shelton. I I don't know. He's such a personality and a head case. Who knows? Um, Vinny, we'll move into some baseball. Got uh, 725 here over the top sports. Anybody on Twitter, Facebook, hit us up. Uh, certainly, bracket bracket still up here for Vinny. So, any questions about filling out a bracket, betting come Thursday? Oh, yeah. That bracket ain't ever leaving my eyes, <laughs> ever. <laughs> you, uh, you certainly want to uh, talk to Vinny about that. So, uh, and anybody betting, you definitely want to hit on, uh, you know, while he's been hot, which he has with college. Uh, Vinny, I'll read you off some, uh, some baseball news, and then we'll get into the NL Central here. Uh, your Yankees, Neil Walker, one year, $4 million. They released Danny Espinosa. So now this is a two-part here. When we, they signed Danny Espinosa, we all thought, that's a pretty good signing. He's got power, speed, can play every position. And now they're able to release uh, Danny Espinosa for Neil Walker. I mean, is there any other team out there? This is the Evil Empire. Oh, of course. I mean, this isn't to the extent of Evil Empire. But, I mean, no, this, is, is. this is the guy. This is your guy who's going to be carrying the keys for these young guys. He's going to be in there. You get the day off. Neil Walker, he's your typical platoon guy. He's going to be playing second, first, and third. Which hitter? Uh, if uh, NGR doesn't uh, end up all that good, uh, you know, he had a hot spring. But if he right. pulls down, he these guys are young. You can't rely on them yet. They haven't played in the actual show. They've only been playing in spring. This is a veteran who you can count on. Uh, switch hitter. So he works in the lineup. He's very, you know, he's just uh, versatile. That's, that's the word I'm looking for. You're looking at the bench now of, um, you know, possibly midseason when Torres is up, Andahar is up, of Adam Lind. Brandon Drury and Neil Walker. I mean, uh, Drury and Walker were starting for teams last year, and Lind, for that case, too, got his at bat. So, I mean, this is easily the best bench in baseball. I think you have to say that for sure. I mean, um, these guys, they're going to get days off. Uh, Joe, if they were worried about Joe Girardi leaving and then not getting days off, Aaron Boone looks like he has full intention of giving these guys a day off. He has a uh, DH that's going to be rotating around all season long. So this is this is just great for you guys. Uh, the infield, the outfield, we all know the outfield stack. Now the infield stack with yeah. uh, backup talent. So you can count on anybody. If anybody's slumping, the next man up is going to be there, and he's going to deliver for the New York Yankees. You're surprised that this was Neil Walker's only offer. Um, I, I guess am. I am. I guess yeah. I am because it's not like he was expecting big money. Like Mustakis, I thought, you know, after 38 home runs, he's going to be wanting a lot of money. And he, uh, we were surprised he only got one offer. Yeah. I'm not as surprised with Neil Walker because I knew he wouldn't be getting a boatload of money. Um, so now, we, last week we did, uh, you know, is this something, is this nothing? And I don't have enough, uh, you know, in spring training to do that again. But that's I will I, tell you. <laughs> I like it. I will tell you, uh, Clayton Kershaw, uh, possibly your boy this year, seven Ks today, three and two-thirds innings. This spring training, 11 Ks through nine and two-thirds of scoreless baseball um, he hasn't reached 200 innings the last two seasons. Is this the year where he puts it all? I don't want to say all together because he's the best pitcher in baseball. Is this the year we see over 200 and like 25 wins? Um, I would really like that, especially since I'm eyeing him at number six in my fantasy baseball league that you're also in. Um, it could be, but I feel like anytime there's a little bit of a nag with him, they're going to be very, very cautious with him. And the Dodgers are probably going to run away with that division. I shouldn't say run away. That's an underrated division. I agree with you. But, um, they're usually up big in the division, so they could do that. They could give Kershaw his time to rest. So I'm going to say yes because I want to see it, but odds are I, you probably won't. Um, big news today for the Dodgers. We'll stay with that. Corey Seager, who has been limited all spring because of the back, the elbow, whatever, uh, feels fine. Uh, he said he feels fine. He doesn't want the uh, a routine day off. He wants to get out there. Uh, he can make all the throws, he said. Uh, it's just big for you because I'm telling you now that the this, this swing that this kid has, he can be Cody Bellinger of last year. Um, 
Bellinger, I don't know about the home run wise with that, but I mean Corey Seager, he I still think he we haven't seen his best season yet. Agreed. And we've seen great seasons out of him already. So I mean he's definitely a guy you such a great young talent over there. Could be the best shortstop in baseball. Uh, obviously there's guys like Correa out there, but I mean, he's, he's up there. He's up there for sure. And, uh, I don't think we've seen the best of him. So let's get a full healthy year out of, uh, Seager and let's see it. Uh, the Mets are going to bat you on a second this season. You're right with that? (laughs) Ew. Honestly, uh, you're not a Mets fan. Uh, I'll take this one. And, uh, I think it's fine. Listen, he's supposed to be your best hitter on the team and, uh, more bats for him. You have Bruce, you have Frazier. Uh, you have the guys to hit behind him, so I'm all for it. He looks pretty good. Does that mean spring. Conforto's leading off? Uh, when he comes back, who knows, man. Uh, to me, Conforto's Conforto, your best average hitter. You should put him in, too. I agree with you, but I think Conforto's going to miss easily the first two months. So, it seems that way, honestly, right? Um, listen, we broke down the NL East on, uh, on Saturday. We talked about Philly. I like them a little bit more than Robin uh, and yourself. Jake Arrieta signs in Philly. Um, now, first of all, we'll get to the deal in a minute. Do you move Philly up in the division? Uh, I had them at third, and I'm going to keep them there, honestly. Um, Once again, they have all righties in that rotation. They don't have any lefties at all. But Arietta, that kind of gives them – if they could get to that 500 mark, maybe they become more of a flashy team to sign with next year. If they can make make some noise this year out there, nobody giving them any chance. I like the move for Phils. I agree with you. And, uh, listen, we both mentioned we thought their rotation was a little bit underrated. Uh, You're right, though, no lefty. Now you add a guy like Jake Arietta who uh, has some experience, playoff experience, kind of a bulldog. And uh, to me, I had them second in the division. I will stick with that. It's 30 million Vinian uh, this year, 2018, 25 mil, 2019. Now, here we go. An opt-out after 2019, if he wants, unless Philadelphia can pick up a two-year option for 2020 and 2021, and that would void the, um, I'm sorry, 21 and 22, and that would void his opt-out. So, uh, first of all, I think we're seeing a lot of these deals now, like the J.D. Martinez deal with all these opt-outs. And that's going to be the new norm for baseball. I think both are going to protect for themselves sure, for sure. with all these opt-outs. For sure, especially with anybody who you have somewhat of a question mark with. They have recent production, but you don't know what their production is going to be like in years to come. So I think these opt-outs are definitely going to be in the norm of baseball. I have 100%, Mike. And I will say confident that Philly will not pick up those years. He'll be 30-something years old in uh, what, you know, 21, 22, and uh, I just can't see that happening. Uh, and lastly, spring training news before we get to the uh, NL Central. Manny Machado, future uh, third base shortstop for the New York Yankees. Uh, this spring, Vinny is hitting 429, three home runs, 14 RBIs. And all right, it is spring training, but after the uh, slow start he got off to last year, I mean, you've got to be thrilled. It's all about the money. <laughs> he wants it. He wants it. He's in a bad team. He is all for himself this year. Uh, and that wraps up just a little bit of a spring training notes. And, uh, Let's get to the right, now, like 18 days away, 17 uh, yeah, days. Yeah, March 29th is opening day. Let's so go, it's the man. earliest opening there. day in a while. Nothing better than the tournament taking us right into MLB opening day. I agree with you. Uh, let's talk odds. You have the odds for the Central. All right, NL Central, World Series odds. The Cubs are the favorite of, amongst them at plus 750. Not too bad. The Cardinals plus 2,000. The Brewers plus 3,300. And the Pirates plus 10,000. The Reds plus 20,000. Division odds, the Cubs, positive payout. Plus 125, Cardinals plus 200, not too far behind them, Brewers plus 250, Pirates plus 1,400, Reds plus 2,500. All right, so out of the division, what attracts you? Um, I got to go with how close the Cardinals and Cubs are. So I guess the Cardinals are getting a lot of love here, uh, which I do like the Cardinals, and I know they got some arms in the uh, up and coming. I'm always a fan of that organization. They could piece together anything. They didn't make the playoffs last year, so they're hungry to get back at it, so – I like the Cardinals' odds, honestly, but the Cubs, it's probably still their division. I agree with you. I'm actually a little surprised they're plus money, the Cubs. Um, I I like the Cards. I like the Brewers, but I just don't think either are on the Cubs' level. And uh, bless you. And we'll get to uh, the lineups here, Ben. Uh, Ian Happ, I mean, we've talked about him on the show, probably leading off Chris Bryant, Rizzo, Contreras, Schwarber, who's lost a ton of weight and looks awesome, Addison Russell, Jason Hayward, Javi Baez. I didn't mention Ben Zobritz. He's also an option for any of those. The rotation, probably one of the better rotations in years, if you ask me, even with Harry at a gun, Lester, Darvish, Hendricks, Quintana, who I love, and Tyler Chatwood is very underrated as your fifth starter. Away from Colorado last year, Vinny, very good numbers. Yeah, I like him a lot as the fifth. You, uh, you love Quintana, and um, that's why they didn't take back Jake Arrieta. They believe in this guy. Uh, Lester, Darvish, Quintana, Hendricks, Chatwood, that's pretty good. And the pen's okay. They're going with Brandon Morrow now as closer. Yep. 
And what a um, great year. Yeah, he was phenomenal last year. So um, let's see, Pedro Strupp, I'm not too uh, keen on that guy. He's he's a little iffy. But Collard was junior. He's pretty solid. Yep. Uh, pretty pretty all around good team with the Cubs. The lineup, obviously, that's what stands out at you. Uh, a lot of young kids. So we haven't done this for the other previews, but who in this lineup is the most important piece? Chris Bryant. I agree with you. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, numbers a little bit down last year. Um, the the power numbers. Campaign. Right. So uh, I think they go back up, honestly. I think he's 40 home runs this year, and uh, I think you could lock that up, to be honest with you. I think this is a year. A lot for 40. I think he really breaks out this year. I think you see it. Uh, finishing second in the division. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sure we both have them finishing first. Yes, yes. Finishing uh, second, I'm going to go with the Brewers. Whoa, Cardinals. All right. So uh, let's talk your Cardinals here. Um, Lineup-wise, Dexter Fowler, Tommy Pham, who really broke out onto the scene last year. Matt Carpenter, the big acquisition, Marcel Ozuna, Yachty Molina, uh, Benji Molina, if you're listening, we want you on the show. You're all back (laughs) to us. We're waiting, man. Uh, Jose Martinez, Paul DeJong, and Colton Wong. Uh, that's the lineup and uh, the rotation. Carlos Martinez, Adam Wainwright, Michael Walker, Luke Weaver, and Jake Flaherty. Um, Alex Reyes coming back from the injury. I don't know if we see him in the rotation right away. I think he's bullpen maybe towards uh, middle, towards the end of the year. We start seeing some starts. Yeah, it's too bad with that injury for that Yeah, game. I mean, the stuff he had is right, ridiculous. Right. Uh, Vinny, tell me why they're finishing second. Because they are a professional organization, the Cardinals. They've been there. They're hungry. They're back. Uh, Marcel Azuna was a great move for him. That was a, that guy can play. Marcel Azuna, I always said, was the most underrated player. Now everybody knows who he is. Now he's in the St. Louis lineup. I like it a lot for him. Great move by them. The rotation's still there. I still have faith in Adam Wainwright to hold down the middle of that rotation. Luke Weaver, he's got a lot of potential. Uh, I, I just think the Cardinals, uh, I'm not too big on your Brewers also. I'm more probably more down on the Brewers than I am with the Cardinals. But the Cardinals definitely get in second place, maybe a wild card. Uh, to me, I just think this lineup needs one more piece, Vinny. Uh, you know, Yanni Molina batting behind Azuna as projected here. Um, that doesn't offer enough protection for me. I think they need one more bat. Um, I don't know where. Uh, Carpenter's banged up, and he's toward, he's older now, and he just started playing spring uh, today. He got some at-bats in. Um, to me, I would have liked to see one more power bat, and I don't trust Wainwright or Walker. Um, I wish – you know, Cobb is still sitting out there. You've heard some uh, rumblings. Who knows? But um, I love Luke Weaver, like you mentioned. I think he breaks out fantasy-wise. Mm-hmm. Somebody to keep an eye on. This other kid, Jake Flaherty, uh, good prospect. Vinny, somebody to keep an eye on in fantasy also. I like their four and five better than I like their front of their rotation, to be honest with and you. And let's not forget, they signed Bud Norris. Well, and that's your boy. So, My um, Bud. And listen, uh, with all jokes aside, Bud Norris is a great piece for that bullpen. And they just said today that if the season started today, Dominic Leone, who they uh, acquired from Toronto, I believe, would likely be the closer. That bullpen is very underrated, if you ask me, especially if Reyes is going to start out there. So uh, And they signed knows? Gregerson, too. Yes, they so. did. Uh, battling an injury right now, but he will be out there in the bullpen. Uh, I think it's a hand for him, so nothing to be concerned of. As long as it's not the arm, you don't worry. Um, and then the Brewers, who I have finishing second, Yellick, Kane, Shaw, Braun, Domingo Santana, Garcia, uh, the young shortstop, catcher, doesn't matter. And Jonathan Blar at second base. Uh, and the rotation is underrated to me. Chase Anderson, opening day starter for them, is pretty good. Uh, Zach Davies coming back from an injury. Um, Junior Guerrero, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. Wade Miley <laughs> probably won't make it uh, much on this team. Wade Miley sucks. Yeah. Brent Sutter, who we uh, actually tweeted about towards the end of last year, decent arm. Uh, Brandon Woodruff, decent arm. Jimmy Nelson should be back a little after the All-Star break. Um, they spent money, Vinny. They did. They went out and got Yellick. They traded their top prospects for Lorenzo Cain they brought in. So this is a team that went out there and, uh, you know, they were decent last year. Now they're saying, hey, you know what? We're going to take a little bit of a run at this thing. I like the lineup. I love Domingo Santana, too, an underrated guy. Very quietly put up 30 home runs last yep. year for this team. Uh, I love the Cain and Yellick move, especially Yellick over there. Um, the lineup is great, but all the pitching, Mike, I don't trust any pitching, the rotation, or the bullpen. And I think that's what's going to kill the Brewers this year. You have the bullpen there. Uh, in front. I have some guys over here. Uh, Corey Nabel, yep. uh, Jacob Barnes, Boone Logan, former Yank, Matt Albers, J.J. Hoover. Those are some old yeah, bullpen are. guys over yep. there. I don't really trust them. So I don't like the pen, and I don't like that rotation. But that lineup, that's going to be fun to watch. Besides the closer, uh, who in my eyes is the top five closer this year in fantasy baseball, I agree with you. That bullpen is right. very older. You got to get some first. So, yeah, that's true also. So, I will say the rotation is a little bit underrated. As far as the lineup goes, I agree with you. Vinny, that one through five, I mean, Braun, Domingo, Santana, uh, Shaw, who's become a good player in the National League. Uh, you know, it's an underrated lineup. 
I think they're going to score a run. They have a nice mix of youth and, uh, and bats, so who knows? So, uh, Goon, you be the tiebreaker here. Who finishes second, the Cards or the Brewers? I'm going to go Brewers. They All should right. sign Cobb. That's what they should do. I agree with you. Uh, I if definitely... they even have money to spend anymore. I know Milwaukee is not a big market. You know, all that beer? Are you kidding me? They better have, they have money. <laughs> Well, they gave it all to Lorenzo Cain. That's true, too. Um, and then uh, another interesting one. You have the Pirates. You have the Reds finishing uh, fourth here. I'm going with the Pirates. I think the Reds, uh, you know what? We, we'll we get to the Reds, but I'm just going to throw it in real quick. And now uh, we just mentioned the name at all. They actually might have a worse starting rotation than the O's. <laughs> all right. So uh, they traded their big bat, their uh, one of their franchise players, Andrew McCutcheon, this offseason. And Good move, uh, I agree with you. And they have still the outfield depth is there. Uh, Austin Meadows, the top prospect. They just sent him back down to AAA. He I like that the kid, club. Mike. Me too. I agree, Vinny. And uh, listen, you thought when you moved McCutcheon you were going to do it. <laughs> Let him play here, and he's not yet. So Josh Harrison, Corey Dickerson, uh, underrated signing, if you ask me. Starling Marte, if he's off the roids, uh, he should have a nice bounce back season. He's tearing it up. He's batting 478 this spring. Josh Bell, uh, almost rookie of the year last year. Good power from him, first base. Gregory Polanco, Vinny, which is interesting. Um, this is a five-tool kid, was supposed to be. And we just mentioned it. They're not going to let this kid run. Mike Cameron bashed it. If you missed that, yeah, go stupid. watch uh, Saturday's episode. Uh, Francisco Cervelli, former Yankee catcher. Colin Moran, kid. third base. They acquired him for Jared Cole. And uh, Jordy Mercer uh, is over at shortstop rotation. Jameson Tyon, uh, feel-good story, battled cancer last year. Tyler Glass now. My boy. Tyler Glass now can't get anybody out right now in spring training. So, <laughs> That's not uh, a good sign. Yeah, you don't want to admit uh, he's your boy. Uh, <laughs> Ivan Nova, former Yankee, uh, he's going to be the opening day guy. Chad Cool, Joe Musgrove, he was also in the Jared Cole signing. And uh, listen, this rotation, um, you thought Tyon and Glass now are going to be the guys, and it just hasn't been so. I have faith in Tyon. I certainly have faith in Glass now. You're going to rip me apart for this. Do you want to know who I traded Tyler Glass? Uh, who I traded for Tyler Glass now in oh, a keeper God. baseball league? Go ahead. John Lester. Oh. <laughs> That's oh. how much I believed in the big glass. Oh, God. And Austin Meadows is another guy I'm starting to believe in, too. But that's a different aspect here. Nova is not your ace. You can't, he can't be an ace on his staff. He's a good pitcher, but he's not an ace. Tyon, he's okay. Um, they have no bullpen over there in Pittsburgh. The lineup's okay. It's not the worst. But um, in terms of just the, the prospects they have over there, I like the Pirates better than the Reds. I think the Reds have nothing. But the Pirates, they're not going – Anywhere this year. And I see for Pirates, the only guy you wrote down in the bullpen is Felipe Rivero. (laughs) That's true. Because he's the only guy out there. That's worth a damn. It was ugly. I didn't want to hurt my handwriting anybody else there. So, Uh, listen, I know you brought in Corey Dickerson here, but um, eventually, Vinny, you've got to have Austin Meadows up. I mean, what the hell are we doing? I'll tell you what, though. Corey Dickerson, I bet you he puts up better numbers than McCutcheon does this year. All right. So, good. Write that down. That's uh, I like that move. That's bold. I don't think McCutcheon's all that great. And Dickerson's pretty much the same player as McCutcheon is nowadays. Not back in the day. There you go. Dickerson will put up better numbers than McCutcheon. Um, I think you could be right with that. So we'll take a look at that uh, come the end of the year. And then finally, the Lonely Reds, uh, Billy Hamilton, Jesse Winkler, uh, Joey Votto, who is, um, I mean, he's just going to die on this team. This is like, uh, you know, (laughs) picture a superstar on a bad team for their career. It's Joey Votto. I respect the loyalty. Uh, uh, Suarez, third baseman, Scooter Jeanette, who had a career year last year. Jose Peraza, who I was huge on last year, who amounted to nothing in fantasy. <laughs> Scott Shebler, Tucker Barnhart. And then the rotation, uh, Homer Bailey. <laughs> Luis Castillo, who I like, Vinny. Uh, this kid has really good stuff. Uh, reminds me of Jose Fernandez. Robert Stevenson, uh, good prospect who hasn't done anything yet. Uh, Discafani is hurt again. Um, Finnegan, lefty, really hasn't shown you anything. They have unproven young arms here, and to me, that's an issue. I wonder who the Reds play on opening day because if they're giving the ball to Homer Bailey, they might be the biggest underdogs of the day. Go on, you want to look that up, uh, on it. I, I hope they're game. on the road, <laughs> the Reds, and I hope they're facing a really good team, like a division winner from last year. The Reds are the Reds suck. I mean, props to Joey Votto. He's staying there, and somehow he still gets his numbers over there with the terrible team. Billy Hamilton, I'm sure, is going to get moved by the deadline. Um, this is a bad, bad, bad team. That rotation, I honestly think, would you rather Homer Bailey as your ace or uh, Dylan Bundy? The Reds actually might have a worse rotation than the O's. I agree with you. And uh, I'm sorry, the Reds open up home against the Nationals. Reds oh are home. God. Okay. They're it's still Homer Bailey. Still might be the biggest underdogs. Max Scherzer versus Homer yeah. Bailey. <laughs> uh, you're going to have a big Minus home dog in the Reds. And that's for opening day. It's going to be a long time seeing the Reds anywhere close to being good. Enjoy your, your – you might not be a favorite all year, 
I mean, you can't wait till you get Miami into your park over there in Cincinnati. <laughs> it's a rally town giveaway. Too. <laughs> yeah, they'll be rallying, all right. They're going to be rallying from five down in the third. The Reds are bad. This is a 100-loss team this year. Uh, I didn't mention uh, Duval, who I think is still there, and I'm not sure why they don't have him in the, uh, in the projected lineup. But uh, I agree with you. This is a bad team. And one other note that I didn't mention to you when we talked Brewers, Vinny, Lorenzo Cain's batting 458 this spring. So uh, this is somebody that goes from a pitcher's ballpark to now a uh, an in-between kind of a hitter's ballpark. And I think Lorenzo Cain really can uh, put up some nice numbers for I him. see a lot of similarity of Cain and Yellick. I feel like they're like almost the same hitter. You know, one's a righty, one's a lefty, though. Yeah. But um, I, I see both their numbers going up. You're right. They both went from pitcher's parks. Miami Park is huge. Yeah. So, uh, and as, as is KC. So, uh, I think their numbers are both going to be pretty good over there. I, like I said, I like the Brewers lineup, but nothing else. And uh, finally, on the Reds, I did mention Luis Castillo. Really like him in fantasy. They have a prospect who you really need to keep your eye on. Third base prospect, Nick Senzel. Uh, he's probably ranked in the top five, I would say, in uh, baseball-wise prospect list. Uh, he could make a team out of spring. And uh, somebody you want to roster, if not after the Super 2 deadline, I think he'll be up. Nick Senzel is the name for fantasy you want to keep an eye on for the Reds. Uh, other than that, Joey Votto, but, uh, and I mean, Billy Hamilton for steals, but this is a bad, bad team. Vinny, I know you have the over-under. Let's do it. All right. I have Rob's picks, too, for these. Sure. Um, we'll start. You want to start from the bottom to the top again? Uh, let's do it. Let's do it. Those Reds. Uh, last year, they won 70. Dude, you're good to write them down? Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, All right. Last year, they won 75 games. Their over-under is set at 73. Under. Um, I'm going under, too. Like I said, it was 100. Um, Reds. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. The Reds are 68. I'm sorry. I read the Pirates one. Okay. Uh, that's my fault. Uh, 68. You're still going under? Yeah, they're, they're under. Rob's taking the over, and I'm going under as well. Um, for the Pirates, they're 73. Last year, they won 75. I'll say over. That's a, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I'm going to go, go under still with the Pirates. All right. Uh, Brewers, um, 84 and a half. They won 86 last year. I know you're going over, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm over. And I'm going under because wow. I'm ripping that. I don't like that rotation. I, I need Rob's picks for the, the Pirates. Oh, Pirates. Rob was under on the Pirates 73. And Rob is also over on the Brewers for 84 and a half. Uh, St. Louis, uh, 85 and a half. They won 83 games last year. Under. Over for me and under for Rob. And now we go to those Cubs. Uh, 94 and a half. They won 92 games last year in a World Series hangover. Over. So I like the over as well. I, you feel like they're not going to have that slump. And the rotation is better. I mean, that rotation is, is very underrated. They're pretty good. Considering, it, yeah, everyone's saying they had a World Series hangover. They won 92 games. Exactly. You got to go with the over of 94 Joe Madden. And I believe and, in Joe Madden. And Rob is also with us. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Rob is on the under for the Cubbies. I'd actually like wow. to get his explanation for that. Maybe we'll ask him Saturday. So, uh. There we go. Uh, that is the NL Central for you. Um, listen, we talked uh, NL East. We talked Cubs. And uh, to me, really, the Dodgers are the only uh, other jump-out team, World Series team from the NL, Vinny. So uh, I'm looking at this now, Cubs plus 750. That worth uh, sprinkling anything on? Or Yeah, I, I honestly think so. I mean, I mean. Um, it comes down to Darvish for them in the postseason. Can he win the postseason games for them? Because the lineup's going to be there. That's for sure. So if, if Darvish pitches well in the postseason – I can see the Cubs upsetting the Dodgers. Uh, and that's the NL, uh, NL Central preview. So, uh, Goon will put those up. I know he's been keeping track of, uh, of all the over-unders. Saturday, we'll break down another division. Rob will be back. Um, we didn't do the NL West yet. You want to do the NL West? Let's do the NL West. NL West, which, about uh, I think that's a pretty loaded division, if you ask me. So, uh, good conversation there. A lot of good fantasy pieces there. NL West uh, on Saturday. Rob will be back, and uh, we'll join you then. Vinny, we got about 10 minutes to go here over the top sports Monday. A uh, little basketball we'll talk. Um, big injury, you tell me yes or no. With Marcus Smart, they're saying tore some thumb ligament. You already have Kyrie now nursing a uh, knee injury. Uh, you a little nervous about the Celtics or uh, everything's going to be fine? Uh, the, considering the way the Celtics started, um, you haven't heard too much about the Celtics lately. So they got to start getting right down here, a home stretch. So every injury, you got to start getting healthy, especially Kyrie. He's been fragile back in the day. So, uh, Marcus Smart, that guy can play some defense. Nobody flops quite like Marcus Smart, though. But <laughs> and you know what? That's playing defense. He takes the fines and he gets the call. That's um, definitely something to be concerned about. But uh, Rozier, uh, in his first start ever, he had a triple-double. So, he do have some depth over there in Boston. Uh, yes or no? Uh, I didn't write this down, actually. Will Go- and there's reports. Will Gordon Hayward be back for the playoffs? That'd be interesting. And 
it's that kind was of a same. horrible injury. That was an absolute disgusting injury. I feel terrible for that guy. But um, it kind of alludes back to what I was saying about Missouri with uh, Michael Porter Jr. Uh, he can come back, but does that disrupt the chemistry? Yeah. I don't think so for them because Brad Stevens is a hell of a coach, and I think he can make it work. And Brad Stevens also coached him in Butler. So th- those two go way back. He's the big Gordon Hayward guy. So I think that would be a big deal for the Celtics and could definitely help them. Uh, Kevin Love returning two to three weeks away. Meaning yesterday in the chat, I said, why are the Cavs only giving one and a half to the Lakers? And you said, because they're going to lose. Well, <laughs> they did. They lost. What did you see in that game? And they are now uh, under 500 on the road. It was the dramatic flair of let's get LeBron to come play here. Everybody stepped up their game. And the Cavs, they're hurt. They're hurt and new still. You know, when you can't – you're getting used to a team when you got this guy going down and this guy going down. It just – it didn't work out. And more importantly – Isaiah Thomas showed up to the ball game that day because he yes, was pretty sir. pissed. The Cleveland Cavaliers traded him. He went out there and he balled in his limited minutes and he almost had a double double in 22 minutes. I think he played that guy got them on a 26 to three run or something like that in that game. And that was enough to hold on to a lead and the Lakers beat the Cavs. John wall about 10 days away. Uh, listen, Washington, when the injury first happened, you saw the tweets from uh, Gortat. You saw Bradley Beal and a uh, little bit of a bad blood there. Now they're five to five in their last 10. They're fifth in the East. Uh, do they need John Wall now? Or you think they're like, hey, uh, we kind of need this guy? 100% they need John Wall. John Wall is a superstar in this league. This guy could play. And I know they got off to a good start. And I know there's a lot of, you know, there's some beef between Beal and Wall, uh, you know, because John Wall controls the show. You need John Wall. If you think you're going to advance in the uh, Eastern Conference playoffs without him, you're out of your mind. Beal, you're good, but you can't carry the load on your own. John Wall coming back, very big deal and very much needed for Washington. But – Rob, you'll like this. Washington will be Washington in the playoffs, and they will not make it past the second round 100%. So that's a little uh, Washington Capitals towards Rob, a little hockey, uh, you know, get that in there. Vinny, Kawhi Leonard, who we heard is going to be out for the year, well, hey, he's coming back Thursday, and the Spurs need him. Uh, they're sitting at seven. They're two and eight in their last ten games. Uh, you think he's healthy, or is this more of, like, desperation? Like, let's go. Uh, you know, we're struggling here. I don't know. He seems to have some problems with the training staff over there, or he wants to heal his way. They want him to heal their way, which is obviously get back on the court, moron. We need you. But, I mean, the San Antonio Spurs, I can't tell you the last time I ever saw them as low as a seven seed in the West. They're getting 11.5 points tonight in Houston, and I don't think they're going to cover it. They need this guy bad because that's an old team, and this the whole Western Conference, they could run. Uh, speaking of Houston, uh, first in the Western Conference, Vinny, 52-14. and 14. Golden State is second, 51-16. and 16. The With a one-and-a-half-point uh, game lead. Yeah. Uh, Houston, 9-1 and one in their last 10. They've gone on that stretch where they uh, couldn't uh, be beaten. Who will finish as the one seed here in the West? Houston might finish one, but I'm still taking Golden State to win it all. But I think Houston, this is a big one-and-a-half game uh, lead, honestly. That might be... Too much. That might be too much for the Warriors to come back at. I mean, the, the Rockets are playing red hot. They went on multiple 15-game win streaks this year. Uh, and the Warriors, um, they they got Steph Curry hurt right now, so I can't see them uh, exceeding that one-and-a-half games. And then we'll jump back to the East real quick. Uh, Toronto uh, absolutely destroyed the Knicks. Um, I think that spread was good. I want to say 11, <laughs> and uh, I think they won by 20-whatever. didn't matter. Um, nine and one in their last 10. Listen, we have said it on the show. You have said it. And I agreed with you. All roads go through Cleveland for the, uh, for the East to get to the finals. Mm-hmm. Are you sticking by that? Or uh, is this Toronto team now starting to impress you a little bit more? Tyler Lowry has let this team down in the postseason. He's done it over and over again. That's been their problem. Uh, I'm sure he's going to play a lot better this year. It, you can't beat LeBron in seven games. They, uh, they'll probably hold down home court. I'll give him that much this year. But you're not going to go into Cleveland and steal one. But um, LeBron has a better chance of coming into Toronto and stealing one. I don't care who's around LeBron. I don't care how great you guys are playing, how great you've been at home. You still, you're not beating LeBron in seven games. It's not going to happen. So uh, that's the basketball talk. And um, the Knicks are actually doing a good job tanking. They're one and nine in their ten, <laughs> and they still got a lot of teams under them. So there's still some work to be done. Yeah, and uh, listen, I'm all for the tank job. I want the better pick. Um, Hockey, Rob is not here, so uh, we will touch on it just real quick, though. Uh, the Rangers went on a couple wins after those uh, after the trades, and it was fool's gold. You saw the real team the other night against Tampa Bay, uh, even Calgary for that matter. Uh, this is not a good team, and um, they're done. Yeah, I agree with you. Islanders got a big win last night in Calgary, um, not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, but uh, if you were a betting man, they're eliminated from the playoffs. <laughs> uh, sticking with the East. 
Tampa Bay just continues to roll. Them in Boston, uh, you know, obviously Rob uh, will get his take. Them in Boston, really uh, strong powerhouse teams. Can't count out Pittsburgh, but, uh, you know, to keep repeating like that, I'd be very, very hesitant. Um, over in the West, I think Pittsburgh's going to win again. Do you really? Everyone's all on Tampa Bay. I get that. I just feel like Pittsburgh clicks at the right time, and they, they just know how to do it in the postseason. Um, I can't. Can't ride Pittsburgh. Uh, I know you hate Pittsburgh. They're my pick going into the year to do it again. Well, then, I mean, you have to. It's always a safe pick, especially from an outside hockey fan like myself. Yep. Um, I'm sticking with my guns. I just – that's just what they do. I'm surprised they didn't fire their coach yet. No hotter team in hockey right now than Nashville. Uh, 9-0-1 in their last 10. They've taken over the Central. Um, listen, they're clicking at the right time. Maybe it's Mike Fisher coming back. That leadership presence. On home ice, just uh, unbeatable, even away for that matter. Only seven losses on the road, just unbelievable. Vegas, I don't want to say starting to slip. That James Neal injury, though, he hasn't been playing. Um, you know, fine, you have a little bit of, uh, of leeway here where you can rest him, but he's got to come back, and he's got to come back healthy if they're going to make any sort of run in the playoffs. This is a little interesting, too. The Western Conference wild card holds the Colorado Avalanche yeah. in there, and this is a bad team last year. Um, what your thoughts on that? And are they going to hang there? Nathan McKinnon, man. Are and, they going to uh, get in? I don't know if they get in Nathan McKinnon since ever since the Duchesne trade, Rob's hit on this on the show. Um, I don't want, I don't like to use the word cancer in a locker room, but cancer in a locker room. You, uh, you move <laughs> Duchesne, Nathan McKinnon stepped up and, uh, he's been the guy for them. He's been everything they hoped for when they drafted. And, um, you just wish they even had, uh, some better goaltending, uh, you know, like a legit goalie out there. I don't know if they're going to actually get in, though. L.A., Calgary, um, I think the Blues are done. And listen, I will not count out Chicago until they are mathematically eliminated. They just always seem to make a run, Vinny. Yeah, but aren't they really bad now? Uh, two games under 500. So how far out point-wise playoffs? Um, ten points. I mean, ten points in hockey, uh, you know. Five make games. that up pretty quick. It's only five games. All right, we'll see. Games. I mean, Is there only five games left? I'll tell no, you, no, five, 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 make up yeah, ten points. Yeah, you're, uh, you're off on that. <laughs> um, it would be pretty weird to see the NHL playoffs go on without Chicago Blackhawks. So I, w- I guess it's cool to see them get back in. I'm, I'll, I'll pull for them. Why not? I mean, as of now, I'm pulling for Vegas or San Jose. It's like, good. I'm looking at the schedule. There's no way it ends up in this <laughs> five games left. What are you talking about? Uh, in the 20 range. Yeah. Um, that's fair. Uh, Vinny, we've got five to go here. Saturday, we're back. NL West. Uh, did you catch any of Fast Lane last night? I did, actually. I watched the whole thing. Um, Sorry to hear, because so did I. It wasn't a fun pay-per-view. It was kind of expected everything. Uh, I think Orton beating Rude was the highlight of the whole pay-per-view, and it wasn't even that great of a match. I thought Ghost would be putting on a better match. I agree. He becomes the slam champion, uh, slam, whatever. Grand slam champ. Yeah, there you go. Every belt. Um, You have a problem with that? Because I do. Um, I feel like they just – why is the United States title part of the Grand Slam? Why are they burying a, a younger guy again for Randy Orton? I don't know. I felt like they should have made this match. They should have done this at WrestleMania, these two guys, um, instead of now. Uh, Randy Orton doesn't really have too much going on with anybody anymore. No more rivalries. The guy's been at the top for so long, and uh, I don't know. It's not really working for him anymore. He's kind of quiet, you know? Yep. You saw, uh, you saw Styles win, uh, him and Nakamura. Thank God. Listen, uh, we Please don't to... change that match. <laughs> I've talked to Bubba, um, you know, just on Twitter, and we both think this will, match will steal the show at WrestleMania. There's hands down, that will be the match. Absolutely. Um, so you have that. You have Charlotte now and Oscar. Uh, I'm on board with that. I agree with you 100%. And uh, listen, you saw Shane floating around with Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. Yeah, um, who cares? <laughs> they also mentioned something very interesting. They said Dolph Ziggler hasn't had a singles match at WrestleMania ever in his career. <laughs> so you have to think that he's going to get something. Yeah, with who, though? I read Shane. Corbin? <laughs> I mean, that would... <laughs> That'd be terrible. Well, supposedly, we've got two minutes to go here. A little less, even, so my clock is wrong. Um, bought a house that The Undertaker used to own and collects human skulls and has human skulls throughout the whole house. That's a real deal thing? <laughs> um, oh, man. Legal. Uh, so if you had, you should uh, get an investigator yeah. down there. <laughs> so if anybody was a fan of Baron Corbin, I mean, I would be spooked out of my mind. With I just got to say something. I know I'm usually negative to the brand of WWE, but I think this WrestleMania has nothing going for it. Honestly. I agree. I don't think there's any cool draw for us to go and see it. 60 seconds. Um, block talk tonight. Thank you. And uh, Vinny, give me your final thoughts here on Facebook. But I will, uh, as we wait for the closeout, I will agree with you. I think this will be one of the worst WrestleManias in recent years. 
All right, Jeff Hardy, DWI, Vinny, how's that? Oh, yes, how about that? So, uh, no Brother Nero, which is good, because I'm not on board with this woke and broken thing they got going on. March Madness going on this week. It's such an exciting time. Even if you didn't follow college basketball, at least go out there and watch it. So many upsets, group for the underdogs. It's a good time. Betting advice without picking select games. Literally put the same amount of money on every single underdog. You will walk out plus money, I guarantee it. I've done it before. You will. Wow. So, betting advice from the Shark, and uh, we'll get his picks up if they're not up already on Twitter. My final thought is uh, Tiger Woods yesterday came oh so close, but um, no cigar. Yep, but no cigar, and uh, I don't think you'll ever see him win anything big of relevance again. Uh, My final thoughts, thank you for joining us back on Saturday, 1030 NL West. Good night, everybody. Check out our website at www.overthetopsportshow.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at Over the Top Sport, no S, and on Instagram at Over the Top Sports Show.